So let me ask you a question, <laughs> then I'll ask you a serious question. So how did sure. your brother's brother score on the Berkeley versus Washoe? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, you know. So was he was he a negative? Was he a negative? Was he a drag on the thing? And you know, oh, I know. Uh, so for me, one of the biggest factors actually was having family close by. Hi. Welcome to this episode of College Matters, Alma Matters. Namrata Vakalagada is a graduate of Washington University in St. Louis, or WashU for short, with a bachelor's degree in psychology and brain sciences and a minor in computer science. Namrata wasn't quite sure what she wanted to study, and WashU let her experiment for almost two years before she had to decide. Namrata is our guest on the podcast today to share her WashU experiences. Now, before we get started, here are five highlights. We call them high fives from this podcast. I think my years at WashU overall were a really rewarding and great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, just in general, um, between the opportunities available, the people, the campus, the food, Mm -hmm. uh, the professors, the classes, just everything um, in general had a positive experience and um, left me um, feeling grateful for my time there. I had visited Berkeley, I had loved the campus, but we had already set up our WashU tour and uh, my brother was there, so my family said, you know, Let's just go. We'll make it a family trip to go visit your brother. Uh-huh. Um, and I ended up attending some of the the sessions that were set up for that that uh, that that weekend. Uh-huh. And there was this one session that just completely sold me <laughs> on the Washu experience. And I came to Washu, and Washu is a very strong school. And a lot of my peers, um, especially being in the Midwest, I had a number of peers coming from. Uh, the surrounding areas of the Midwest, so maybe the five, six states, and maybe from slightly smaller cities or smaller towns, um, and generally were the valedictorian of their school, you know, had breezed through high school. Mm -hmm. So they'd come to WashU, and it was was one of their first times that they were challenged and were around peers of everyone around you is of the same caliber, um, and we're all striving for, for greatness. I was kind of involved in maybe three three major areas. So the first was continuing with my performing arts. Mm-hmm. Um, the second was I did get involved into Greek life, which is present on Wachu's campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third, which is probably my major and biggest extracurricular, which was pretty much just a second job <laughs> for me, uh, yeah. was an organization called Art Track. You might think they're looking for a 4.0, did 12 extracurriculars and, you know, never took a time to breathe. Right. But really what they want to see is your story. So if your story is that you focused on one extracurricular, but this is you put all of your time and energy into it, um, they're going to see that as long as you tell that story in your essays and on your resume. Now, without further ado... Let's listen to the conversation with Namrata. Hi, Namrata. Hi, Venkatanko. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, good. So welcome to our podcast, College Matters, Alma Matters. Um, Thank you. 
yeah, I'll give you a chance to talk about your washu years and uh, share details, insights, and some hopefully some advice for aspiring students. Sure. So let's just dive right in. Um, maybe we can start with just your overall feel for how you know how the years went at WashU and what your undergraduate experience was like. Yeah. Um, so just some background. I graduated in 2018 mm-hmm. um, and currently am at Deloitte as a technology consultant. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my years at WashU overall were a really rewarding and great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, just in general, um, between the opportunities available, the people, the campus, the food, mm-hmm. uh, the professors, the classes, just everything um, in general had a positive experience and um, left me um, feeling grateful for my time there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited that I get to share what I, I got out of that with, uh, with you and your listeners. Sure. Thank you. So at a high level, you know, obviously you liked a lot of things. Um, what were sort of some of the challenging aspects just to, um, from an experience point of view? Sure. Um, I think one of the, the biggest initial challenges, at least for me, uh, coming from California was uh, the transition to the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, the positive side is the Midwest in general is a very positive and uh, welcoming culture. So that, mm-hmm. was, that was nice to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the weather is definitely a different different uh-huh. experience. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes I like to, to explain that St. Louis will experience all four seasons in a day. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, it could, especially in those transition months, it could be snowing in the morning and then sunny by midday and then thunderstorming by late night. <laughs> so, sure, sure. Um, that was always just an interesting experience to kind of transition to while you're also experiencing the transition into college. Um, the other thing that was, I think, something that I noticed, but I know that WashU is actively working on, and I've seen a lot of progress just in my time over the four years, as well as my time um, mm-hmm. after, is the diversity of uh, students at the campus. Mm. Um, it being a private university, it generally does tend to attract more affluent, um, slightly more, um, you know, skewed towards a, a white um, or less diverse student population. Uh-huh. Um, however, even when I was there, it did have a very strong diversity in terms of, um, you know, background of students. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been making a lot of efforts in the past few years to especially incorporate that in from a socioeconomic and um, uh, difference of, uh, you know, socioeconomic background as well. Um, so that, that's something that I noticed, but I have seen WashU uh, continually recognize that, hear students calling them out for that, and keep making strides and efforts towards bettering themselves. So let's start at the beginning. So why did you pick WashU? Sure. Um, so Actually, fun fact, I was very set on the fact that I was going to go to UC Berkeley. And uh-huh. my parents were very happy with this choice. They were like, okay, you're going to be an hour and a half away. Yeah. Um, my <laughs> brother, who I, I believe you also did a podcast with, yeah. uh, was already at WashU. Right. He had completed his undergrad years and uh, was in his first year of uh, medical school when uh-huh. I was looking at where I was going to go. 
Um, and it came down to me between Berkeley and WashU. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I recently was uh, at home cleaning out some closets and I found an index card where I had written all of the factors that were important to me between mm-hmm. for where I was going to go to college. <laughs> and I scored Berkeley on one side and WashU on the other. And they were neck and neck. They were maybe 0. 0.5 points so far. <laughs> so even as an 18 year old, I was very diligent in how I was going to make my choice. But the numbers were not helping me. Right. So for me, it really came down to the vibe of the camp- campus and, mm. um, you know, the opportunities I felt that were going to be available to me there. Um, and uh, going into college, I didn't really know what I wanted to, to study and I didn't know what I wanted to do after college. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had visited Berkeley. I had loved the campus, but we had already set up our WashU tour and uh, my brother was there. So my family said, you know, Let's just go. We'll make it a family trip to go visit your brother. Uh-huh. Um, and I ended up attending some of the the sessions that were set up for that that uh, set, that that weekend. Uh-huh. And there was this one session that just completely sold me <laughs> on the Washu experience. Uh-huh. And really, what it came down to was that Washu was very um, the way that the the your your four years are set up, the way the curriculum is set up. Um, allows you to really explore opportunities um, mm-hmm. before making a decision. Um, and mm-hmm. that was the biggest factor I noticed between choosing between a public and a private university. Mm-hmm. Um, Berkeley has immense amounts of opportunities available and it's an amazing school. But mm-hmm. I, was, I was tying myself for four years to the program that I got into. I had gotten in for biology and mm-hmm. for me to transition to any, type, any other major, any other program um, would have been very difficult. Um, and for me, because I didn't know what I wanted to be doing, and I was going in as biology, but I had just kind of put that on my applications. It wasn't something that I was gung ho about. I wasn't someone who knew, you know, I'm going to med school after this. And here's my 10 year path. Um, right. It was a little scary for me to say, I'm, I'm de- deciding this before I even tried it out. That's so, a great point. It's a great yeah. point. Yeah. So for WashU, it gave me that opportunity. You didn't have to declare your major until the uh, second semester of your second year. So I had three semesters to explore co- uh, explore uh, courses, to explore different um, opportunities. Um, I had gotten the WashU has four uh, schools. Um, it has mm-hmm. the arts and sciences, which is what I went to, as the business school, the engineering school, and the art and architecture school. And hmm. so even though you apply into school and get in, the transition or to be able to transfer within schools is also not a tedious process. It is possible mm-hmm. as, as long as you did figure that out within your first year or two. Otherwise, you know, you may extend your time at the campus, but it's not something where you're once you're in, you can't you can't move around. So having that type of flexibility was really something that intrigued me. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually definitely made use of that um, in my time at WashU. So I definitely think I made the right choice when it came to what I'm doing now and the opportunities that presented themselves to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I, if, I see, if I went to Berkeley, if I would have gotten those same opportunities for my personal career and, and life path. So um, no, that, definitely grateful for that. So let me ask you a question, and then I'll ask you a serious question. So how did sure. your brother, brother score on the Berkeley versus WashU? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, you know? So was he was he a negative? Was he a negative? Was he a drag on the thing? And you know, oh, I know. Uh, so for me, one of the biggest factors actually was having family close by. 
So it was actually, you know, do I stay close to mom and dad or do I go close to brother? So <laughs> I wasn't really considering anything where I'd be alone. For me, that was just too scary of a of the thought. <laughs> so so that was a wash then. Not <laughs> not wash you. Okay. So um serious question is uh, were you um in school when you were in high school were you always interested in the sciences or were you kind of um you know generally interested in a bunch of things um so in school uh from a classwork perspective i was definitely more on the stem side um mm-hmm. you know i think i did all of the ap classes for the sciences physics chemistry biology um i enjoyed that side of of, of coursework Mm-hmm. Um, probably my favorite class, which I think maybe should have been more uh, intuitive to me on what I ended up studying was AP psychology. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did graduate with a uh, BA in psychological and brain sciences. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. interesting connection there. Um, but from an extracurricular perspective, I was actually always a theater kid. So um, hmm. I was always in the performing arts from when I joined um, my uh, high school alma mater in the sixth grade. Um, all the way till senior year, um, was in the choirs, was in the show choir, was in the musicals, were in the plays. Uh, high school had a certificate program, so I was doing theater there. So that was another thing I was considering when I was choosing my college, is even though I don't want to do this professionally, I'm not planning on studying this or, you know, going down a career path mm-hmm. in this area I still want to be able to pursue opportunities there. So will I still be able to do, you know, theater performances or be part of a, a choir group or a singing group or, you know, continue exploring the performing arts? Got it. Okay, so let's uh, get to WashU then. You arrived there. Um, you already talked about the weather and how was the transition from high school to Wash you uh, the first semester, um, first year. Yeah, Academ- let's start with the academics first. Sure. Academic. Academically, for me, um, and I can I can start with myself, and then what I saw in my peer group. Mm-hmm. So personally, the transition actually wasn't too bad. So mm-hmm. from a perspective of Washu, they do try to ensure that your first you know semester, your transition into it, isn't super overwhelming. But mm-hmm. obviously, that does also tie to what courses you are taking and what program you are in. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other part that for me, I think helped my transition was the preparation I had from from my high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so the with my high school, I was able to prepare on how to engage in a course and, you know, how to learn how to study, um, mm-hmm. and learn how to learn. Yeah. Um, I think some of those skills were really beneficial to me in college. And part of that, I think, was in my high school, at least I was never the top performer. I was maybe in the top 10, 15 percent, but I was mm-hmm. never, you know, the smartest kid in the class or I was never going to be valedictorian. Mm-hmm. And I came to WashU and WashU is a very strong school. And a lot of my peers, um, especially being in the Midwest, I had a number of peers coming from uh, the surrounding areas of the Midwest. So yeah. maybe the five, six states. Yeah. And maybe from slightly smaller cities or smaller towns. Um, and generally ha- were the valedictorian of their school, you know, had breezed through high school. Mm-hmm. And so they'd come to WashU and it was, it was one of their first times that they were challenged and were around peers of everyone around you is of the same caliber. Um, sure. And we're all striving for, for greatness. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was definitely an interesting experience and a different, for me, not as much as a transition as if I, as 
me seeing my peers go through that transition. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that was really positive about WashU and I always appreciated was um, how cooperative of an environment it was. Um, mm-hmm. I think sometimes we hear high caliber or uh, you know strong academics or you know really high achieving students, and we mm-hmm. automatically think cutthroat or competitive. Mm-hmm. And WashU really breaks that stereotype in the sense that it's a very cooperative environment. From your first semester, for all the larger classes, there are always study groups. There's always, you know, um, breakout sessions. There's always things that are there to support you to learn together and mm-hmm. um, to really build yourself up and build yourself up with your peers. Rather than uh, if you're doing well, then that means someone else has to be doing badly. Um, yeah. So especially from the sciences perspective, one thing that I think was really nice to see was um, first from STEM and WashU is a big pre-med school. Uh, and I went in kind of trying to see if I wanted to explore pre-med. So I did take some of those courses. So the first mm-hmm. course you take is chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way they set up the chemistry program is that it's not graded on a curve. Um, mm. It's graded straight. So mm-hmm. that's one area, again, where they're trying to encourage the cooperativeness and not feel that competitive. Right. Um, so if your peer gets a 93 because they got X number of questions correct, you'll also get a 93. It's based on a standard grading scale rather um, than curved based on the performance of your peers. Mm. Um, so I never actually experienced a curved grading scale until my second year. Uh, and that was a really nice experience to not have to worry about that alongside everything else of transitioning. How are the, um, you mentioned your classmates, um, mm-hmm. your peers. So you said a bunch of them, I mean, lots of them were from neighboring states, mostly in the Midwest. How was the distribution? How, I mean, did you yeah. see a lot of international students? Were there yeah. folks from, yeah, how was that? So the distribution is definitely uh, widespread. So mm-hmm. um, I think it, you had a good number of people from the West Coast or California, a good number from the East Coast, uh, and then a large population from the Midwest as well. It's probably equal-ish around, across all those three. Uh-huh. And then you did have a strong international population as well. Um, the most, most of the international students I interacted with were uh, from India, China, and South Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did come from, you know, a number of other um, countries as well. And WashU is very um, supportive of its international population. Mm-hmm. Um, and it even has specific programs before you start, like before your first year, uh, to help transition the international population specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, there's a, like a pre, uh, pre-orientation program specific for that, that supports the international transition um, into a U.S. university. So if you were to um, pick maybe a trait or char- characteristic, you know, one or two f- about s- students, or the types of students that WashU seems to attract, mm-hmm. what would that be? I mean, what, what do you think that is? Um, I think it would probably be high achieving and, um, let me see, high achieving but like I said, the high achieving, but not cutthroat. Um, and I think um, open to new experiences. Um, so trying out new things. Mm-hmm. That's not really a, a word. I don't know the word. For no, that no, no, I know. But... It sounds like they're <laughs> adventurous. They're open-minded. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, so I got it. 
So tell me a little bit about the professors, the teaching, how sure. the classes were. Yeah. Sure. So from my background, um, I took classes from a STEM perspective, so chemistry and biology. Mm -hmm. um, and then the majority of my classes, as I mentioned, were in the psychological and brain sciences um, mm -hmm. area. And then I took, uh, I was also a computer science minor. So I took a number of classes in the engineering school under mm -hmm. computer science. Mm -hmm. So I can kind of speak to each one of those separately. Sure. So from a STEM perspective, um, especially the chemistry program is a really strong um, and very supportive program. Mm -hmm. um, but the STEM experiences as a whole, the professors are there to support you. Uh, they have their office hours. They have, you know, opportunities to engage with them. But mm -hmm. there's also a number of TAs um, in the classes. And you have your lab portion where it's a smaller group and you have a TA. And there are um, other, a lot of other different programs just for that one class. Mm -hmm. um, some mandatory, some optional for you to make sure that you will be able to have the support that you need. Mm -hmm. um, so they had something for a lot of the STEM and math classes called PLTL, which is peer-led team learning. Mm -hmm. um, so you had a person who took the class maybe a year or two before, ago, so they're not too far out. They went through that same experience. Um, they were a strong performer in that class, and they're able to, you know, uh, work through different worksheets, um, as well as share their own personal experiences, and you work every week um, to support your learning there. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was really great from the, chemis the chemistry and biology and math perspective. Sure. Um, and that was always there. Um, from a so let me let me stop yeah, you for one second sure. there. So on the STEM classes, were the how was the male female distribution? Were they about even or skewed? Um, definitely from a STEM perspective, pretty even. Um, okay. Washu, uh, for those who might not know, is a very strong pre med school. Uh, mm -hmm. We don't have any type of pre med program, like there's no major or anything, but uh, right. um, it's a very strong feeder into uh, medicine, um, and a lot of students who go to WashU want to go into medicine. Mm. Um, and that's a pretty even distribution of female to males, if not a stronger proportion of females. Cool. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No worries. And then from a psych perspective, um, the psych courses, besides the intro class, which I actually didn't take because I was able to level out of that due to my AP credits, mm -hmm. um, are all smaller. Um, they're all, even the lecture classes are probably max 100 students. Um, mm -hmm. That's one thing I did, I did not mention. The largest lecture hall on WashU's campus seats 350 students. Mm -hmm. And they don't, they don't uh, enroll more than that in the class. Um, mm -hmm. So the largest lecture course that you could ever have on campus is 350 students. Mm -hmm. um, and they will, they will cap it at that. Um, they will, you know, for chemistry or something, they'll have four sessions so that they can accommodate all the students who are trying to take chemistry. But your specific lecture won't be more than that. Got it. Mm -hmm. um, the so from a site perspective, like I mentioned, it was always nice to have a smaller smaller class sizes. Mm -hmm. uh, the professors were always very willing to um, you know work with you. They had their office hours. Again, the TAs had their office hours. Um, I think the psych department as a whole always had a very like open door policy with the professors mm -hmm. from both a learning perspective and a research perspective, which I also mm -hmm. did engage in on campus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then from a computer science perspective, so psych and STEM lived under the art and science, arts and mm -hmm. sciences college. Mm -hmm. 
computer science lived under the engineering college. Okay. Um, so those again were, um, they're not large classes. Um, I think the only large class again is the intro to CS, mm -hmm. um, which uh, we can you know go into this a little bit later, but I took uh, in a kind of different way than a lot of students do. Mm -hmm. So that course they have, I think, transitioned to be a fully online course mm -hmm. um, with in-person, uh, what's it called? Uh, in-person recitations or in-person uh, weekly or bi yeah. week or double bi-weekly uh, like office hours that are part of your course. Right. Um, so that that's the one course that I, I do know of that, like, you know, would enroll 600 or 700 students because it's an online only course. Mm. Um, but outside of that, again, every every course had an in-person taught by a professor. Um, and um, it was always, you know, the professors, for the most part, are very willing to talk to you and support you as much as yeah. they can. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it does. So basically, depending on what you study and what courses you take, the experiences could be quite different uh, in terms of sizes and uh, yes. Teaching and stuff like that. Yes. No, that's 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 uh, very comprehensive. Thank Let's sort of transition over to the campus life uh, outside of mm -hmm. class, um, the clubs, the cultural and social scene, sure. um, the living quarters, the dorms, and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. so could you give us sure. a feel for those things? Yeah. yeah. So from a dorm's perspective, um, WashU guarantees uh, housing for all four years. Mm. Um, so if, if you choose to, you can live under WashU housing for four years. Mm -hmm. um, and they have very kind of specific areas that kind of accommodate different ages. So um, there's an area on WashU called the South 40 um, that is pretty much a first year um, living area, um, mm -hmm. part of the campus. Um, some second years live there, but I think it's a majority first year, um, area with its own dining hall, um, own recreational areas, own, mm -hmm. um, you know, multi-purpose centers, etc. Mm -hmm. Um, and the experiences in the dorms are, are really great. Um, mm -hmm. I think the largest floor has maybe 60 or 70 residents. Mm -hmm. Um, and for the larger floors, they would have three, uh, resident advisors or RAs. So the proportion always remains uh, a strong proportion. Mm -hmm. um, so my first year experience, I lived in a floor that was actually only 25 students with one resident advisor. Mm. Um, and it's actually where I met some of my closest friends, which was really, really great. Mm -hmm. um, and just in general, um, I think the majority of the dorms at this point on WashU's campus are what they call modern. So mm -hmm. um, you have two suites attached by a bathroom. Mm -hmm. um so four people sharing a bathroom um there are there were a few buildings at least when i was still there that were the traditional dorm style mm -hmm. um you have you know one bathroom per gender per floor mm -hmm. um but um i'm not sure if those still are there i know some were being remodeled at the time when i was leaving but i did know that everyone who lived in traditional always loved that experience because it brings you a lot closer to your um floor mates Mm. So there was that, that trade-off of traditionals definitely had a, uh, a much more vibrant community. Not that the moderns didn't, yeah. um, but they, they had to see each other. Um, they sure. were kind of forced to always interact in some way or another versus the moderns were a little quieter. 
um, but still provided ample opportunities to interact. And the RAs did great jobs of doing a lot of different programming mm -hmm. um, to, to create that sense of community, especially for first and second years. Mm. Cool. How was the food? Uh, the food at WashU is amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's one of the weird things that I think WashU is known for because a lot of colleges are known, like, you know, it's university or dorm food. But mm -hmm. washi food is really, really, really good. Um, there's this one dish that uh, we call the village stir fry. So there's two um, off-campus, uh, what's it called, dining halls. So there's the South yeah. 40 and then there's the village, which is the north side. Uh -huh. And um, they do like a stir fry station at both places. But um, the village stir fry, the, at least the, what I always get, I still crave it. And every time I'm back, I go and get village stir fry. Uh -huh. But sometimes I get laughed at by my colleagues. They're like, you're in St. Louis. Like, you could go get whatever you want. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm going to get Village Stir Fry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why not? Um, but, yeah, definitely all positives for the food. And from being a vegetarian, had always lots of options um, for vegetarian, for kosher, for halal, for any type of dietary restriction that you might have. Okay, so what about uh, clubs and cultural stuff? Yeah, from a extracurricular perspective, there's a number of opportunities available at WashU. Mm -hmm. um, every semester, they have um, a extracurricular fair, club mm -hmm. fair, I think it's called. Um, and all the clubs will come and, you know, talk about the opportunities that they have, uh, which is a great opportunity for a first year or second year who's still trying to look for what they're interested in, what they want to get involved in. Mm -hmm. to learn about all the opportunities they might like. So I always frequented those, especially in my first few years, but even up into my senior year, just to see what new things were popping up to just kind of explore, mm -hmm. um, as well as represent my own extracurriculars. Sure. Um, and so there's, there's opportunities really for everyone uh, from, you know, the silly things um, to, you know, career-oriented, um, like, organizations or fraternities. So what kind of things did you get involved in? Yeah. Um, so um, for me, uh, I was kind of involved in maybe three three major areas. So the first was continuing my performing arts. Mm -hmm. um, the second was I did get involved in to Greek life, which is present on Wachi's campus. Mm -hmm. um, and then the third, which is probably my major and biggest extracurricular, which was pretty much just a second job <laughs> for me, uh, was... Yeah. An organization called Art Tracks, uh, which I um, uh, was the director of student communications for my first year and the co-director for my second year, which was our uh, campus hackathon. Mm. Very nice. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So pretty busy. Uh, so pretty busy <laughs> alongside the, the academics. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so um, how did your summers go? What did you do during the different summers? Yeah. So every summer, I actually ended up being in St. Louis for at least part of the time. Mm -hmm. um, so my first summer, um, like I mentioned, I was still exploring the STEM capabilities my first, first year or so. Mm -hmm. So I participated in a bioinformatics program, mm -hmm. um, which was half bio and half that intro to CS course. So I mentioned I had done this in a, a different way. Mm -hmm. So I did the intro to CS course as part of that program. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And that is actually what jump-started my interest in the computer science. I had always gone into college coming from the Bay Area saying, I'm not doing software, I'm not doing computer science. <laughs> and that program led me to experience that I actually really enjoyed that part of uh, the work. So that is what made me decide to do a minor uh, in computer science. Mm. And then the rest of the summer, I actually came back to the Bay Area and was a camp counselor um, in a summer program in the Bay Area. Mm. Um So just kind of a general summer job, um, living at home, just kind of, uh, you know, exploring a different area. I had actually never had a job before. So Mm -hmm. that was my first experience with that. And so that was a really interesting and and cool experience. Um, My second summer, Mm -hmm. summer after my sophomore year, um, my my sophomore year, I had gotten involved in research uh, in the brain lab Mm -hmm. um, in the psych department. Mm-hmm. So my second summer, I was continuing to support research. Um, and then also I was, um, again, kind of continuing the camp counseling, but it was for a WashU run program called the College Prep Program, mm-hmm. um, which was a program that WashU started um, where um, it was for um, first generation uh, minorities in the St. Louis area mm-hmm. students. So they would be there. They were going into their 10th, 11th and 12th grade. Uh, mm-hmm. to support them in the college preparation journey. Um, and so that was a really rewarding and great experience. I'm getting to know those students and working with them and um, just kind of, you know, I think, you know, being outside a little bit of at least where my background was and really uh, engaging in, um, you know, that diversity of, of uh, student population. Hmm. Um, and then my third summer was, I think, the more... At that point, I kind of had to figured out that I wanted to be a little bit more corporate, a little bit more on the business side. So mm-hmm. I um, did an internship, um, again, in St. Louis at Express Scripts um, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, in the product management or a uh, field. Um, so I was a product management intern. And then, like I mentioned, our checks is pretty much my second job. So I was pretty much running our checks whenever I wasn't working. Psychology and brain sciences. What was what did it all sure. cover? What did it cover? Sure. Um, so it's it's a psychology major, mm-hmm. um, but it's focused in. Um, I think sometimes psychology has the connotation of it being you know a soft science or yeah uh, wishy washy. So uh, this is fully STEM oriented, all research based, all very. I mean, it's still in the STEM STEM field if we were thinking about it that, from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all focused on you know, how do humans work um, from yeah. a biological perspective, from a um, psychological or mind perspective, from an emotional perspective, from a sociological perspective. Um, so all my coursework kind of uh, was in different areas of that. So about developing a child being developed and abnormal psychology or in, you know, um, different disorders that can possibly um, from a brain disorder perspective uh, or the neuroscience aspect of things. Um, and then the other aspect, so that was, that's one thing. If you're interested yeah. in neuroscience, this was that major f- fell under that mm-hmm. uh, program. Um, and then the other side of it is that it's just in general, it was a really good program to teach critical thinking and mm-hmm. to teach, um, you know, how do you think about things coming in the, in the world? So one of the best courses I took was psychological uh, fact or fiction, I think mm-hmm. was the name of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really just t- 
taught you how to look at the facts that are pre being presented. Um, are they facts, right? Are they, are they presenting it in a skewed manner? How do you sure. think about if an article is in front of you, mm -hmm. um, how do you actually read it to make sure that you're, under, you're, you're getting the grasp of it mm -hmm. um, and not just taking it at face value? Because an article could tell you we had 100% um, you know, retention rate, but that 100% is five people. <laughs> you, right if you only see the 100 percent, right, you're gonna right. say this is an amazing study um or or things like that so and that's i think just in general a skill that's critical to to being an engaged adult as you continue moving forward in, in your in your life mm -hmm. um so that program that class specifically but i think the program in general is something that i will always be grateful for and like how do you visualize and how do you look at the, the information that's being presented to you and not just take it at face value. Now, um, it's your turn to sort of tell aspiring students, you know, what they should be doing to get sure. into WashU. Sure. Sure. <laughs> um, I mean, from the first point of view, at least when you're applying, uh, my advice is to apply. <laughs> um, I think one thing I always heard my first year is that a lot of people applied to watch you because it had no essay portion. Oh. Uh, so it is the common application and that is it. <laughs> um, and so it is an easy application process. So definitely recommend, you know, just adding it to your box because it's just another tick box. Uh -huh. um, but from a serious perspective, I think really just um, from my perspective, what, uh, is going to make you stand out and wash you is just being genuine to your interests and genuine to who you are. Mm -hmm. uh, I think this is really just my advice in general for anyone who's applying to anything, but okay. um, don't try to fit the mold that you think that school or that job is trying to fit, yeah. right? You might think they're looking for a 4.0, did 12 extracurriculars and you know never took a time to breathe. Right. But really what they want to see is your story. So if your story is that you focused on one extracurricular, but this is you put all of your time and energy into it, um, they're going to see that as long as you tell that story in your essays and on your resume. Sure. Um, so it's really about telling that story and um, taking the experiences that you have and, and showcasing how those have made you you. Um, rather than this is how I fit the mold that I think your student is. Cool. Uh, do you think, um, so the, the essay uh, is just limited to whatever is in the common app? Is that, is that, that was the last I've heard. Uh, I haven't checked the uh, WASHU application okay. uh, requirements in quite a bit, but um, even I think up until my senior year, uh, WashU has, I think, been pretty strong in not adding an extra essay to apply to WashU. Um, so don't quote me on it, but that was the last I knew of it, at least. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Before we um, sign off here, Anything that you want to add, any fond memories, anything we may not have touched on about WashU that you think people ought to hear or know, um, it's, it's a free form, whatever you'd like to talk about. Sure. Um, I don't think we, I don't know if there's anything that we haven't covered. Um, I think one thing that maybe to sell someone on WashU, one thing that I always really appreciated was that um, 
my experiences at WashU and I think the different aspects of it that allowed me to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing that I learned from that is to keep my mind open to new things. Um, and to really, you know, take an experience and, and just try it out um, rather than, you know, wondering if this really does fit and what I think it should be. Um, and I, I'll give two examples here. The first is um, one of my best friends uh, who was in the same program as myself, um, uh, never really saw herself going down a medicine path until mm-hmm. um, the latter half of our second year. Uh And she actually was able to complete all the pre-med courses in her junior and senior year, taking classes with more more freshmen and sophomores, Uh because she kept her mind open to recognizing this might be something I actually am interested in. Uh Um, And now she's going to med school in Brown in the fall um, Uh and, you know, pursued that journey. And while she gave her the experience to do that, right, she was able to take these courses even as a junior, even as a senior. Um, and she was able to, to find what her passion was and find what she wanted to do uh-huh. um, by keeping her mind open. And I think the same goes for myself. Um, when I decided uh, to do that bioinformatics program, I never thought that that was going to lead me down a path of computer science. And going down the path of computer science took me to engaging in a hackathon that had over uh, 500 or 600 students the first year and over 400 students attend from across the country the second year when I was mm-hmm. leading it, which mm-hmm. had a number of corporate sponsors, and mm-hmm. the year I was leading it, one of our corporate sponsors was Deloitte. Right. Uh, and it's actually how I got introduced to Deloitte. I didn't even know what it was. I didn't know what consulting was. I met the the managing director who was, you know, the WashU campus lead, um, and we just chatted. And I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. This kind of sounds like what I did my internship. Right. Um, I like solving problems. I like using technology to solve those problems. Uh, let me try it out. And I ended up applying and uh, <laughs> two years later, <laughs> this is where I am today. So um, I think it's just, you know, if you allow those experiences to to happen and, and you work with them rather than trying to force what you think should happen, uh, you get a lot farther. No, that's 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 awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you need to see what's behind door number three and four and five um, mm-hmm. in order to figure out uh, whether you won that car. Um, <laughs> so, so Namrata, um, I thank you so much for your time and for sharing your story. Um, I think um, you've provided a whole lot of details, great insights, and great counsel. So uh, I hope, I hope, and I believe the listeners will find that very useful. So thank you again for your time. And hopefully we'll chat again on some of the finer points here. Till sure. Then, take care. Okay. Be safe. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for this opportunity. All sure right. thing. That, yeah. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi again. Hope you enjoyed our podcast with Namrata Vakalagada. Namrata is a wonderful example of someone going to college with an open mind, open to various disciplines of study, clubs and organizations, and summer programs. Namrata was indifferent to technology during her high school years, but the summer after her freshman year, she did a bioinformatics program which sparked her interest in computer science. I hope all this motivates you 
to check wash you out further for questions and comments on this podcast please email podcast at almamatters.io thank you all so much for listening to our podcast today transcripts for this podcast and previous podcasts are on almamatters.io forward slash podcasts to stay connected with us subscribe to apple podcasts google podcasts or spotify or visit anchor.fm forward slash alma matters to check us out till we meet again take care and be safe thank you